Hi guys, Carrie here. Just wanted to give you a quick introduction. This week we actually recorded the episode on the Phelps Dodge Hospital live um, on location at the Phelps Dodge Hospital. So wanted to give you a real quick heads up. The sound is kind of janky. We did have a very rudimentary um, recording setup there. Um, we were also recording in an abandoned hospital. So we are in a very echoey space. And um, so the sound is a little crazy in this episode, and so I beg you to please bear with us. It is a really, really wonderful, phenomenal episode, and I really think you guys are going to love it. Um, so I just wanted to give you a quick little, uh, you know, heads up, and um, thank you so much to everybody who joined us on this event yesterday down at the Phelps Dodge Hospital. We had the best time. This episode is truly wonderful, and we hope you guys enjoy it. So with that being said, let's get to the ghosts. Ghosts. Spectres. Whatever you want to call them, they've been around for thousands of years. Apparently she died from a tooth infection in one of the upstairs rooms in the house. As at the locations they haunt. History of a Haunting Podcasts tells you all about these famous infamous and almost famous locations, and why they became terrifying places to visit. Grab a glass of wine and settle in with your hosts, Archie. I mean, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. And Carrie. Nobody asked for it, Carrie. Nobody fucking asked for it, but <laughs> hey, my podcast, and I'll say what I fucking want. <laughs> Two people just winging it in life, and this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode history of a haunting. Hey everybody, and welcome to our very first live recording of History of a Haunting. I'm Archie. And she's Carrie. And both of us? Wait a minute. Yeah, you're both cool. of us today. Great. I mean, I knew you were nervous, but I mean, damn. Zero responsibility for this. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> do you have a history on uh, the hospital? Or? I do. Oh, so you did do something. I did do something, and actually we should probably introduce it before we get started. Where are we? We are at the Phelps Dodge Hospital in Ajo, Arizona, United States. <laughs> I love how you always add United States. Well, we're... We do Ajo, Arizona. There's no Arizona, China. Not that you know of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. All right. Well, the information that I've compiled is from ahochamber.com, Wikipedia, and hauntjaunts.net. Oh, I got from Haunt Johns. Oh, good. Also, there's a chamber here? Yeah. I look at Tony like he's on the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, go. Before the community of Ajo was settled, the Tohono O'odham used water from a series of potholes. You did it! Well, yeah, that's the easy oh. one. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Here come the hard ones. Okay. Use water from a series of potholes in the area they call Mu'ui Wahiwa, or Moi Wahavi, many wells. Mexican miners... Aaron, write that down. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't fuck that up. Aaron, write it down. I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. Aaron, write it down. Mexican miners later called the site Ajo, perhaps influenced by another O'odham name for the area, O'oaho, for the pigment they obtained from the ore-rich rocks. The Cornelia Copper Company was organized by businessmen from St. Louis in 1900 to develop the property. However, early owners fumbled in their search for a suitable treatment process and fell victim to 
process men or scammers. We're a radio show, so if we air quote, or she made fun of me pretty hard in an episode when I did air quotes to the microphone, so now we blow into it. In case you were wondering what he was doing with the phallic-shaped device in his hand. In 1906, <laughs> she the owners contracted with Fred McGahan to build his unique vacuum. Aaron, write that down. <laughs> I don't think you said that right. It's, it's tough. McGahan. McGahan? Big M, small C, big G, small A, small H, small A, small N. Audience services? Now they're quiet. <laughs> the following year, the company had McGann indicted for obtaining money under false pretenses as his process was also... Aaron, write that down. <laughs> indicted. with you people. It's indicted. There's a C in it. It's a silent C. <laughs> I'm done with you especially. <laughs> Anyways, they got scammed again. The company reorganized as the new Cornelia Mining Company. In 1911, the Calumet and Arizona Mining Company, which already had a major operation in Bisbee, took an option to buy 70%... Bis what? Bisbee. Oh, there's a Bisbee. No. I'm sorry. Don't pull that thread. Go on, sorry. Calumet in Arizona confirmed the existence of a large copper carbonate ore body and exercised the option. It then found a practical way to treat the ore and located a sufficient source of water several miles north. A pilot plant began operation in 1915, and a railroad connection via Hila, via Hila oh. Bend was completed in 2016. <laughs> Full-scale mining used steam shovels. Full-scale mining using steam shovels was started in 1917, making the new Cornelia the first large open pit mine in Arizona. The See, and you guys weren't impressed with it when we saw it. <laughs> Thank you. The historic Phelps Dodge Hospital, previously the new Cornelia, was built in 1919 to support the mine workers and the growing town of their families that sprung up alongside it. The hospital witnessed countless deaths due to mining and automobile accidents, illnesses and diseases, foul play, early childhood illnesses, and more. So basically every reason people need a hospital. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> it is reported some places that the hospital saw more children than minors, even at its height. New Cornelia came under ownership of Phelps Dodge in 1931 when Calumet and Arizona merged with Phelps Dodge, thus the name changed to the hospital. Ajo continued as the quintessential southwestern mining town with occasional strikes and shutdowns until 1983. The strike that began in July that year crippled the community with acrimony on both sides. Though the mine struggled on with non-union labor, copper prices plummeted and so did Ajo. Mining stopped in 1985, and the hospital was shut down soon after. New Cornelia Mine came under the ownership of Freeport McMoran, which is a whole lot of big words strung together. <laughs> Literally, they're two letters each. Copper and Gold <laughs> Corporation, when it acquired Phelps Dodge to become the largest publicly traded copper producer in the world in 2007. 
Archie, round of applause for Archie. That was a great yeah. job. <laughs> as, <laughs> as always, you deliver. I'm proud of you. Good job. Okay. Um, I realized, because uh, I always listen to you, but I, I think about other things while I listen to you, and I realized we didn't do our EVPs. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to do them now. So you guys all know what EVPs are uh, here at History of the Haunting. We have dubbed them Endless Vocal Prattling. Uh, fancy way of calling it our updates and announcements. So <laughs> um, we wanted something better than updates and announcements, so EVPs it is. Um, I do want to say that this very special episode is dedicated to Audra Keeler and Chris Allgood. They are two of the four members of EVPE, and they have always joined Tony and Cherie here in conducting the tours of the Phelps Dodge Hospital. Uh, Chris and Audra moved back east a couple of months ago, so they are not able to be with us today, and um, very disappointed about that, the two of them, but... And another reason they have a dedication, today is their wedding anniversary. Aww. Yes, so everybody, round of applause for Chris and Audra. We love you, we miss you, and happy anniversary. <laughs> and then I want to also give a shout out to a very special guest that is here with us today. Um, I'm probably going to get choked up because, well, that's just how I roll. <laughs> um, so through their passion and their dedication and their tireless efforts, Love Heals Rescue has saved over 125 animals from abuse, starvation, and loneliness, placing them with their forever families. Oh, God. Growing a dedicated foster network and prioritizing a last little program, Love Hills Rescue has become one of the go-to rescues in the state of Arizona. They have been a sponsor and a supporter of History of a Haunting since the very beginning. Archie and I are immensely proud to have partnered with them, and I am humbled and honored to call her one of my dearest friends. My dogs and my family know her as foster mommy, so please let's give a very big H-O-A-H welcome and round of applause to one of the founders and owners of Love Hills Rescue, Andrea Langston. <laughs> okay, so that's the EVPs. That's my whole part. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And um, I'm totally kidding. Here we go. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Do you want to hear about the ghost or do you want to hear more history? Well, there's not much more history, so... <laughs> oh, you did, like, the entire history. Yeah. My bad. Okay. Okay, so my sources, hauntjohns.net, yeah. azcentral.com, and Entity of Voices Paranormal Evidence Team. So, as Archie mentioned, uh, the hospital was built um, due to the need because of the open pit copper mine. Um, working in an open pit mine is exceptionally dangerous, more so actually than shaft mining. Um, the explosives used can cause enormous rock slides, crushing whomever be, may be nearby. The equipment's a little bit different, a little bit more dangerous. Uh, as a result, this hospital saw a number of injured miners who never left here alive. What most people don't know, as Archie mentioned, is that many children died here in the days before vaccines. Whooping cough, measles, all of those kinds of diseases took the lives of many kids here in Ajo in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. Some you may actually see or hear today. 
the hospital is such a hotbed of paranormal activity that it is often used as a training location for paranormal teams to train newbies like me or you or to try out equipment. And so far, the hospital has never disappointed. I don't expect that it's going to today either, do you? No, okay. So let's think about this for just a little bit. Hospitals are a great place for residual and intelligent hauntings. Uh, crisis and death happen at hospitals. Archie just rattled off a laundry list of all the reasons that people would need to go to a hospital. <laughs> so the staff that are employed um, at hospitals, they are often employed for long periods of time, for many years, and are often reported to be attached to hospitals in their afterlife. So it is suspected that the paranormal activity within this building's walls is due to the nearby copper mine. Have you guys all seen the mine? Yeah? Did you go see it, Leslie? No? Okay, we'll pause. You go take a look real quick <laughs> and come right back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just right across the street. <laughs> Aren't you going to make up some history about Aho while you do that? And then... Okay. Um, so it is suspected that the paranormal activity is due to the nearby copper mine, which may still conduct energy and electricity associated with a haunting. Um, witnesses have reported hearing the sounds of hospital carts moving in the abandoned hallways, babies crying in the nursery, doors slamming, and patients sobbing for help. Shadows have appeared in the hallways, and objects have been known to move on their own. The distinct aroma of cigar smoke has been reported on the second floor hallway, and this is the worst. Are you ready? Empaths that have been known to visit the Phelps Dodge Hospital have reported the feeling of duress of young mothers in the maternity wing. This is often accompanied by the putrid odor of blood, as if the ghostly mother bled out during childbirth. Oh, that's charming. <laughs> I said it was horrible, but Archie thinks it's charming. Sarcasm. Oh, it's hard to tell because you literally use that tone of voice all the time. I know. I know. <laughs> Many paranormal. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Many paranormal investigative groups um, often use laser grids uh, in different rooms of the hospital, different hallways, things like that, where shadow people have been seen blocking, blacking out the laser grid, um, which I think is one of my favorite uh, pieces of paranormal investigative equipment is the laser grid. Uh, that and the parabolic mic and the spirit box. OK, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> So Peter Fisher was an up-and-coming jockey who was injured in an auto accident 19 miles west of Gila Bend at Dead Man's Dip in 1928. He suffered a skull fracture and was brought to the new Cornelia Hospital, now the Phelps Dodge Hospital, where for treatment where he later died. It is rumored that his spirit still lingers here. So uh, <laughs> it's very, very common for you to get the feeling of being watched here in this hospital. But more than that, a little bit more intimate, as if somebody is standing right behind you from, say, a hallway that your back is facing. <laughs> Rachel's like, I hate you, and I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Rachel's like, Leslie, let's go check out that mine. <laughs> I was just there, but let's go look at it. <laughs> so a couple of visitors, I read an article where a couple of visitors to the hospital some time ago had been doing their investigation, and they had checked several rooms, their shoes crunching along the paint chips that do litter the floor. 
Heading back down the hallway, the familiar crunch crunch of footsteps came from an empty room they had just left. Returning, the man flung open the door to find the room was still empty. That's pretty common. I've heard that here in this hospital. Thinking it was Tony or Cherie or Chris or Audra. It wasn't anybody. <laughs> That's jarring. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> a short time later, they stood in front of a door at the top of a stairwell and heard, again, the now familiar crunching of footsteps coming up behind them. The door handle suddenly jiggled. Again, he pushed down on the handle, expecting the door to be locked. Instead, the door swung open, again revealing an eerie emptiness. He went on to say that other instances still haunt him. He and his wife were the only ones in the dining room when he felt a strong poke to his backside. Gonna let you guys just interpret that how you're gonna, Laura. <laughs> I mean... He didn't want to say it. He didn't want to say it. It's fine. Uh, he did see, although, let's... Maybe I'll change your answer as soon as I finish this next sentence. He saw a small, shadowy, childlike figure race across the hall. Uh, it's pretty boring to impossible to figure. This is a hospital. This is a hospital. It's not a Catholic hospital. You're going to get so much hate mail. Fucking A. Oh, my God. I'll forward all their emails. It's fine. Okay. To her. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> in an empty pediatric room, a sensor-packed teddy bear placed by investigators suddenly switched on, its nose and paws lighting up as a soft melody chimed. Now, I did reach out to Chris, all good, um, and I wanted to get his experiences and his memories here. So he did share that, quote, oh, I can quote now. <laughs> quote. For the people. For the, the people. I'm quoting for the people. the listeners at home. Okay. <laughs> we have a video of a shadow figure crossing the hall from behind the reception desk walked right through the laser grid we have multiple EVPs of breaths and whistles but the most impressive is when Tony and I walked into the minor surgery room on the second floor I sensed a woman there and said to Tony there's a woman in here <laughs> we immediately got a class AVP no class A EV Aaron write that down yeah Class A EVP of a woman saying, you're right. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I think, Chris, I don't think you're lying. <laughs> Tony, is he right? Did that really happen? <laughs> it did. It did? Okay. Um, he also goes on to say, or conclude rather, that Tony also captured a shadow figure standing in the room across from the nursery of a doctor right after I said to him, there's a man standing at the end of the hall. So I think I was telling you guys, Laura and Rachel, that Chris is an empath. So that often, well, that was a common occurrence with Chris, right, guys? Like, he'd be like, hey, there's something here. And you'd be like, yep, look, there it is right there. So... Yeah, it's, um, it's a bummer that Chris can't be here uh, with us. Um, Audra is a really, she really does a phenomenal job of connecting with the entities in a location. So, um, yeah, they were pretty bummed they couldn't be here, and we're pretty bummed that they couldn't either. So, um, honestly, I have been here. I have investigated this hospital twice now. My very first visit to the hospital, my cousin and I actually captured a Class A EVP. <laughs> of a woman humming in the nursery. And we were even heard acknowledging that we heard something, but not quite sure what it was. Uh, we also captured an EVP in the old waiting room here on the first floor, 
If someone answering my question of who is in here with us with an I won't say. Creepy. Yeah. Um, so honestly, I really think, and you guys might agree with me, that hearing directly from folks who have had experiences here is kind of the best. Uh, you want to know everything, right? So to that I say, who better to hear from than someone who is on a literal first name basis with the spirits in this hospital? And I'm not kidding. They actually have a bazillion EVPs of the spirits here saying his name when he walks into a room. So I'm going to turn this microphone over to the man, the myth, the legend, Tony Rathman. Thank you, Carrie. So, yeah, there are a ton of things we've captured in this hospital, and about three years ago, I think, was the first opportunity we had to investigate, and Shree and I have investigated hundreds of locations all over the, the U.S., um, but we spent about three or four hours in here one night, and what we walked away with was just incredible for the short amount of time we were here. And that is a short amount of time, given how, like, sometimes you guys spend six, seven, eight, like, hours here. Correct. Well, yeah. it was it was August, so three hours, three hours four hours was enough. Yeah, it was about 114 in here, and uh, <laughs> couldn't even hold equipment in your hands, because your hands were sweating and it was falling out. <laughs> but we had just amazing EVPs, um, and what we've captured over the years includes everything that you mentioned, shadow figures, doors slamming, footsteps. Um, babies crying. We have a, an amazing capture uh, right down this first hall here of a of a baby crying, and it's so clear. There's no doubt. It's not a bird. It's not a cat. That this is a baby. And of course, this hospital's been vacant since 1985, uh, sat empty for about 40 years. Um, and also, you have an age limit, like nobody under 18 in the hospital, right? <laughs> well, actually, we, we do do that only because um, there's enough dangers in here just with falling downstairs or tripping over something in the dark, let alone... So for sure, no one's bringing babies into this hospital. No one has brought a baby in here in many, many years, <laughs> correct. So to catch that, we knew that was definitely paranormal. But, I mean, I can't even think of all the occurrences of, of voices, shadow figures, the ones you just mentioned from Chris and one we captured just the last time we were here, it went right across the hall, and it's on our YouTube channel, and you can literally see it. I'm standing nowhere near it, and you can see the shadow figure walk the hall, and then it moves up against the white wall before it goes into the room, and it just disappears into the room. That is insane. Because a lot of the equipment that you guys use is infrared, right? So there wouldn't be, was there, there wouldn't be, you generally isn't any light source. Uh, no, I think I, I can't remember whether this was at night or there, I think there had to be daylight for us to capture the shadow figure that clearly. That so clearly. It, it was during the day. Cool. Um, and I think it was just regular vision, not night vision or full spectrum camera. But you can see it clear as a bell walk right across the hallway. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Um, talk to us about some of the different entities here at the hospital. There are some that are pretty benign, um, but I know that there are some that are not so friendly. So what kind of things should we be looking out for tonight? Well, there's a couple of names that may help you out, but one word of advice is that, um, you know, a lot of the ghost shows today, you know, they taunt the spirits. They try to get them to react. These are people, and they're just no longer in a human body. And so treat them like people. Treat them like you would want to be treated if, if you wanted them to talk to you. Um, that's my first word of advice. But there is a Mary here. There is a Michael. There is a Joseph. 
Um, who am I missing, Cherie? Cherie? I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> um, those are the three that come to my top of mind right away. Didn't Chris say there was somebody that wasn't the greatest over in that hallway? It's actually back here. Is it back here? It's in the lab. Okay. We had a we had a ghost investigation team from LA contact us. They wanted to do an investigation here, and they kept saying, "You know, is this place really haunted?" I said, "Yes." I said, right. "This is the real deal." There's only so many times I can say it. And, right, and I said, "You know, I'm, I'm just I'm just letting you know up front. This right. is this isn't a joke. It's not a haunted house. It's this isn't pretend. The real stuff we occurs here." Actors here, right, you know, yeah. right. No one's no one's going to jump out from behind a door in a costume. This is this is real. They lasted um, 17 minutes, and they were in the lab and filming. And the guy turned around because he heard footsteps coming up behind him. Got rushed by a shadow figure. Dropped his camera, and they. Grab their gear and split. Also, don't drop the equipment. <laughs> if you get rushed by a shadow figure, just hang on tight to that and run. Right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, that's probably the entity that's in here that has some malicious intent to it. But normally, when we're in here, most of the spirits that you're going to interact with are, are friendly. And uh, as long as you're friendly back, question. Yes, go ahead. Malicious. As in just taunting? Or? Malicious as in has negative intent. Um, they want to scare you. They want you to not be here. They want... Um, so definitely not demonic, but um, right. malicious. Yeah. Have any of you ever been physically harmed while you're in here? We've been... We've had things thrown at us. Cherie's had pieces of brick thrown at her. Um, I've been pushed. Uh, we've definitely... We've been scratched, punched, kicked, but not here. Not here. Okay. All right. Great. So don't provoke them and make that happen, guys. Protect yourselves. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything else? Just hope you guys have fun. We'll get you started on your investigation, show you how to use the equipment. We'll give you a real quick tour. It's pretty hard to get lost in here because the main hallways connect everything. And we'll set you free to let you see what you can capture. Yay! Everybody, round of applause for Tony Rock.